Hi, and welcome to the Really Telling It Like It Is program. I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology. And um, we're talking with Apostle Michael Fram. And I don't know exactly where he's going to go today. I get so excited about working with him because I get to wind him up and then let him, let him loose. And he just goes and brings forth such revelation and such uh, um, I mean, it's revelation for him, but it's information for many of you and insights for many of you. So I want you to uh, let your friends, your enemies, your neighbors, whoever it is, know that we're on. Click those buttons, whatever it is that you do, because I would and welcome Apostle Michael Fram. Come on down. Yay. I was waiting for Joe Henry to slide me into the picture. There. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm excited, Doc. Uh, we've been on this particular subject for I think this is part seven, I believe, and we've been talking about the difference between the manifestation gift of prophecy and the ministry gift of a prophet. And where we left off last week in talking about prophets, we were talking about how prophets should be and normally are yoked together with apostles. That's the way that God intended it, that prophets and apostles would be linked or yoked together. And we were saying that there seems to be two different types of yoking that you see. And there is the Paul Silas model where they were harnessed together, pulling together, working in tandem as a team and then there was the Paul Agabus model, which was there was mutual respect, but they weren't functioning and working and operating together. And so there is a difference. You can have respect for other leaders and not necessarily be working with them intimately. Not everybody is an intimate part of your team. And, and there can be various reasons for that. And we won't chase that rabbit today because it's really off of our subject. But I want to continue in the material that we have in talking about prophets. We spent many, many weeks on the gift of prophecy. And we were really just in our foundation of talking about prophets. And so we're going to continue right where we've been. Again, the foundation text are Ephesians 4.11. Everybody knows it. 1 Corinthians 12, 28, everybody knows it. And Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 20, and everybody knows it. Not going to take the time to read it. You can write them down. You can look them up later. But they're the foundation text that we've been using. So let's start talking a little bit more about the function of a prophet or the ministry gift or the ascension gift or the fivefold ministry gift of a prophet. And I have a lot of material from a lot of different places. What I'm about to say right now came from Dad Hagen. You know, I was privileged to sit at Dad Hagen's feet for two years at, at Rama, And he was really the first prophet that I was ever exposed to. And the Lord Jesus actually appeared to him personally, pulled up a chair beside his bed, sat in the chair and talked to him for an hour and a half. And the Lord Jesus actually taught him about the prophet's ministry. 
So what I'm going to tell you today is stuff that I got directly from Dad Hagen's books and from listening to Dad Hagen in person from what the Lord Jesus told him. And this is really important for us to get. A prophet, first of all, will either be a preacher or a teacher or both first. So long before they are ever a prophet, because all ascension gifts are equipping gifts. And the only way that you can equip is if you have the ability to either teach or preach or both. Some people are really good teachers. Some people are really good preachers. And some people can't make up their mind like me and go back and forth between teaching and preaching and do both. Many times within the same message, I'll do both. I'll just go back and forth and kind of preach, teach, or teach, preach. But Dad Hagen said the Lord told him that before you can be a prophet, you've got to be able to teach or preach or both first. And you've got all these people today running around saying, I'm giving prophetic words, I'm giving prophetic words, I'm giving prophetic words, so therefore I'm a prophet. But they can't teach and they can't preach. I'm sorry. Being somebody that can prophesy does not make you a prophet because you must be able to equip the body, and that only comes by teaching and preaching. It does not come by prophesying. Remember, prophecy is for edification, but a prophet as an ascension gift is for equipping. And there's a difference between equipping and edifying. And so prophets must be able to either teach or preach or both first. Second, a prophet will have the gift of prophecy fully developed in their life and it will operate consistently in their ministry at a much higher level than any other level of prophetic gifting. Now, you remember that during this series of lessons, we talked about the various levels of prophetic gifting. And we went through all four levels, that you start with basic prophecy or the simple gift of prophecy or what Graham Cook called the shallow end of basic prophecy. That's where everybody starts. And you go from that to somebody that has some prophetic gifting. Then you go to somebody that's in prophetic ministry. And finally, you get to the office or the ministry gift or the function of an ascension gift prophet. So a prophet, they will have the gift of prophecy fully developed. You know, I first started prophesying when I was 15 years old. I got filled with the Holy Ghost as a freshman in high school. I was a Baptist boy, born again since five. But I got the fullness of the Spirit when I was 15. I did begin to prophesy shortly after receiving the baptism of the Spirit. But the gift was not very developed within my life. The prophecies were very short and they were very general. There was no revelation within those prophetic words. They were simply for edification, exhortation, and comfort, according to 1 Corinthians 14, 3, which, as we said, is where everybody starts. But if you make it to the place that you are considered 
by the call of God on your life. Notice the call of God, not by the call of man and not by the call of self. We do not call ourselves to, I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? We do not call ourselves to any particular ministry function. It's by the call of God. And nobody can make you a prophet. Nobody can prophesy you into the prophetic function. They may see the potential. They may see the purpose of God. They may see the calling of God that's on you. But you can't step into the fullness of it until you've gone through the process which is going through all those other stages of development of gifting that we have talked about. So by the time somebody gets to level four and they are considered a prophet, the gift of prophecy will no longer be shallow. Remember, prophets speak both by inspiration and by revelation. The simple gift or the basic end of shallow prophecy is only inspiration. Where the prophets, they speak by both inspiration and by revelation. You will find that when somebody is in the, the function or office of a prophet, not only is the gift fully developed within their life, but it operates consistently. You know, when you first start out prophesying, it, it's very sporadic. You don't prophesy all the time. Now, the mistake that we make is if somebody does graduate or go through all the stages and develop to the place that they are considered an ascension gift prophet, now we think that they're supposed to prophesy to everybody in the room and give everybody a prophetic word. No. Again, the ministry gift of a prophet is not just to prophesy, but it is to equip, which comes by teaching and preaching. Now, we've got to get it in our head that prophets are teachers and or preachers long before they are prophets. And to be perfectly honest with you, every true, legitimate prophet that I have ever met has functioned and another gift or another area of ministry long before they moved into the function of the prophet. Now, I know that ain't popular. I know things think, folks think I can just start out prophesying and prophesy all the time, and now I'm a prophet. And thanks for playing. Johnny, tell them what they have won. They have won an all-expense-paid vacation to nowhere. That is your consolation prize. No. Prophets must be equippers. The gift of prophecy fully developed and operating consistently within their life. And then they will receive revelation from two out of the three revelation gifts of the Spirit consistently in their ministry. Say, well, what are the revelation gifts of the Spirit? I'm so glad you asked. The revelation gifts of the Spirit are the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. I don't have time to teach on them in great depth today, but if you tune into my broadcast tomorrow at 5.30 Eastern, 2.30 Pacific, I am in the middle of teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and currently we are talking about the word of knowledge 
and then we'll get into the word of wisdom when we're done with the Tell word them the name of your program. Tell them the name of your program. The name of my program is called Maturing the Sons of God, and it's right here on the Love and Unity broadcast or the Love and Unity TV network. And that's what we're dealing with. And so the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits will function, two out of those three, will function consistently in a prophet's life and in a prophet's ministry. And all that simply is, especially I have found, word of knowledge and word of wisdom work regularly in a prophet's life and ministry. Here it is in layman's terms, ladies and gentlemen. This is where you're at. This is where you've been. And this is where you're going. That's really all it amounts to in layman's terms where God pinpoints you're here, you've been here, but you're going here. And so that's part of the prophet's office or the prophet's function, which is certainly different than just somebody that speaks by edification, exhortation, and by comfort. Much different. Next, a prophet will receive, again, two out of the three, two out of the three, two out of the three, and it will be regularly, okay? Next, a prophet will receive greater revelation than any of the other levels of prophetic gifting and will speak with much greater authority. One of the things that I came to understand is as I was going through the stages of prophetic development, is with each new level or each new stage, it seemed like what I was prophesying carried more weight in the spirit. You know, when you hear a strong prophetic word from a strong seasoned prophetic voice, it carries weight in the spirit. You know it's just not some flim-flam word. But you can tell if you're tuned in to the Spirit, you know that there's weight behind the words that they speak. You remember that the Pharisees took notice of Jesus. And they said, he doesn't speak like other people, even the religious folk. They said, look, he doesn't speak like the scribes and the Pharisees but he speaks like one that has authority. And when a prophet of God speaks, they speak as one that has authority. And you know that a voice of authority has spoken. And you realize there's something to this. I may not understand it. I may not get it, but there is something here. You're going to recognize the authority on the words that they are speaking. And, and by the same token, I found that as I move through the levels of prophetic gifting, as revelation began to come, the revelation became more detailed. It became more detailed. It, it's one thing to have one piece of knowledge. We call it the word of knowledge. It's a word. It's a piece. It's a segment of God's infinite knowledge, but he releases a piece of it. Well, as you grow 
in the operation of these gifts of the Spirit. And as you grow in prophetic gifting, you will find that the revelation that you get becomes more detailed. And, and we get all excited today because somebody can tell you what your date of birth is. Well, dear Lord God, I don't need you to tell me what my date of birth is. I know what my date of birth is. And I'll be honest with you, a familiar spirit knows my date of birth. A familiar spirit knows that I live in Sayerville, New Jersey. Yes! A familiar spirit knows my address. I don't need a prophet to tell me something I already know. But familiar, see, we have settled for mixture. We have settled for something that's supernatural that's not sacred. Oh, let me say that again. We have settled for something that's supernatural, but it's not sacred. We get excited because somebody knows our social security number or somebody knows our date of birth. Well, we know that. We don't need you to tell me that. And we've got to stop putting, you know what it is? That stuff is designed to make you look at them. Our job is to make you look at Jesus. Is it drawing attention to the master or is it drawing attention to the man or the woman that's speaking? And, and so we've got to realize that this stuff is not about impressing you with our knowledge or with our revelation because demons know that stuff, but they tremble and shudder at the name of Jesus. And so we've got to start testing the spirits and trying the spirits and see whether they be of God because we've settled for too much that isn't. Next. Oh, I know some of y'all ain't going like this, but that's all right. A prophet will accurately proclaim through preaching and or prophecy what God is saying at that moment to a specific church or individuals. See, many times we think that it's got to be a prophetic utterance for it to be from a prophet. And it's got to come in the so says the Lord, thus says the Lord, my little children, yay, 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 and all that other stuff. We've developed our own Christianese verbiage. But sometimes somebody preaching a word of God right out of the good old B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I read and pray and then obey the B-I-B-L-E. Sometimes somebody preaching under the unction and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit out of the word of God and making a now application by the impetus of the spirit to a group of people at a specific moment can be just as much prophetic as a so says the Lord, thus says the Lord. But see, we thought that prophets are only going to prophesy. No, it's just as much preaching a now word of God. It's cutting edge prophetic preaching. We need cutting edge prophetic teaching and preaching of the word of God. Let me go one further. A prophet becomes the mouthpiece of God. God says that he reveals. Would you say that? Would you say that again? Be what? 
the prophet becomes the mouthpiece of God. It's something that they grow into. They become the mouthpiece of God. They carry the message of the master. They carry the voice of God to the people. And so the, the prophet, their job is to get what God is saying at a particular moment. It could be for a house. It could be for an individual. It could be for a group of people. Let's say that we're at the convergence next week in Cleveland. And let's say that somebody gets a prophetic word for the senior council of love and unity that's in attendance. Let's say Anthony Turner, who's going to be leading worship. And let's say that Anthony Turner gets a prophetic word and he begins to speak to the senior council prophetically. And he begins to talk about things that in the natural he does not know. But speaking by inspiration, he nails it. We call it reading your mail. And then he goes beyond that and begins to talk about the destiny of God and where God has for us as the senior council to go that we have not yet stepped into or walked in. That's part of prophetic ministry. That would be a word of the Lord for a specific group of people where the senior council of love and unity could be signaled out or singled out to be spoken to. Sometimes prophets come into a house just with the word for that house. Sometimes you got to be careful about bringing a real prophet into your house. And then if you tell them you have freedom and can say whatever you want, you maybe don't know what you're asking for because they're liable to say something that you didn't really want to hear. But see, a true prophet knows that you never bring that kind of a word without running it by the local leadership first. Let me say that again. See, we don't understand protocol in the kingdom. And you don't bring a corrective word or a directive word into a house without talking to the leadership first and saying, you know, I've got something, but I believe it's really a heavy word. And, and it's along this line. And you take it to leadership first. And then if they say, we'll pray over that, you're done. You're off the hook. But if they say, no, we believe that God wants you to release that to the house. Well, then you release it to the house. But remember, everything in the kingdom works by love. Everything in the kingdom. We are not called to walk around beating people over the head with prophetic words. Remember, the purpose of God is always restorative. It's all about reconciliation and restoration in the kingdom. And so prophets may get words for the house. Prophet may get a word for an individual. And a prophet may get a word for a group of people. But as the mouthpiece of God, they will accurately proclaim either through preaching and or through prophecy what God is saying at that moment. To, I don't know how many times I've gone into churches as a visiting minister or what we would call a guest speaker. And I just preach or teach or both what God has put on my heart. And I have not prophesied 
to anybody. But yet when I'm done, the leader of that house will say, that was a word from God for us. That's what we needed to hear. Well, that's because of a prophetic mantle. It doesn't have to be, thus says the Lord, but it can be a word from heaven by teaching and preaching, and that is part of a prophet's function. That's how prophets equip the church, by doing what God has called them to do. There's a mantle for that. There's a mantle for prophetic preaching. There's a mantle for prophetic teaching that releases a word in season that's seasoned with grace and ministers grace to the hearer. You know, those are scriptures that have haunted me. Because there was a time in my life that I would just step all over your feet and march all over your feet and not care. Because, you know, I just figure God will heal your feet. I'll just step all over them. And then I got a hold of the fact that our words are supposed to be seasoned with grace. And that they're supposed to minister grace to the hearer. And I've said, oh, dear Lord Jesus, there were some things that I have said that you said that I know they did not minister grace to the hearer because they came out like condemnation. And, you know, there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And we've got to learn sometimes it's not so much what we say, but how we say what we say. And are our words seasoned with grace? Let me go next. Oh, here's another one folks ain't going to like. A prophet will have a proven track record for being accurate. A prophet will have a proven track. Oh, Dr. Baker, I can tell I just rung your bell. You need to speak that again. And then in our next program, you're going to need to break this open because this is so important that it's not a hit and miss type thing that it's not yeah 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 <laughs> no it, it's definitely not a hit and miss type thing a, a prophet has to have a proven track record what that simply means is you have a history of being right that you have prophesied things that have actually come to pass. We've got a lot of people that prophesy a lot of stuff, but it don't ever happen. If you're a seasoned prophet, you have a track record for being right. I'm going to put a note right here on my notes so that I know we will pick up here on our next broadcast next week, and we'll go into and we'll break that open further, and we will finish this talking about a prophet. Doc, you've got 30 seconds to wrap it okay, up. Okay, here's the deal. It's so funny. Uh, Apostle Michael has been talking about, I don't know why it's taking me so long. It's because we're doing this program together. And when you push my button, you know I'm going to want it opened up even the more. Again, this is Apostle Baker, Jay Baker, and Apostle Michael Fram. And we're here really telling it like it is so we want you to join us if this has blessed you or whatever it is and you want to give into the ministry you have that uh information remember his program and love and unity bye-bye we'll see you next week <laughs>